Good evening and welcome to this Labor Day edition of The Locker Room. Jeremy St. Louis filling in for Kay Murray, who has a much-deserved day off after weeks, months of weekending and being up here with you guys. She's off tonight. Happy to be back <laughs> alongside Gary Bailey, Thomas Rongan, Phil Shane, and Ray Hudson, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Canada. Canada, here we go. Yeah, you're going to need a vacation. The bend is back. Yeah. The bend is back. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. As usual, another jam-packed weekend of things to discuss. So uh, here's what's on the docket tonight. Uh, Ronaldo loses out on the UEFA Player of the Year award, and now Messi is omitted from the FIFA Player of the Year award. We're going to get into that. Speaking of Cristiano, his scoring drought reached another game. Is it time to panic? And Simeone says he's not worried about Atletico. But should he be? So later this month, we're going to know who the 2018 FIFA Men's Player of the Year will be. One person we know it won't be is Barcelona and Argentina ace Lionel Messi. For the first time in 11 years, Messi has not been included in the three-man shortlist. Instead, it's 2017 winner Cristiano Ronaldo, Real Madrid and Croatian midfielder Luka Modric, and Liverpool and Egypt star Mo Salah. We'll talk about Messi's omission in a second. First, of those three players, at this point in time, who is the most deserving of this award, do you think? I think Modric probably, um, you know, uh, for the success he had in his, in his club and then transferred that form into the World Cup. Um, with a good team, by the way, you know, he was a big, big fulcrum of, of that team and a big, big component. Um, I think it's it's difficult to argue against that, um, on, especially with a team like Croatia, on how he led them to the World Cup. Uh, but it's very close. He's such a rare blend of selfishness, uh, leadership, artistry uh, for both Madrid. And just to give you a stat, with, without Modric, Ronaldo won zero UCLs. With Modric, four. So, you know, he, he, he doesn't have great stats, but he's so important for his team. And I agree with Ray. You know, he well but, but deserved. But part of the problem is with these awards, though, you know, it's supposed to be an individual award. And then we all talk about mm -hmm. the team's success. I don't know what the data set is or the barometer to measure a footballer as being the best. It, it really is well, difficult. And we say it's a team game, right? I mean, right. We, we always say that, that it's, a, that it's a team game. But here's an instance where you have UEFA and FIFA making it sure, about the individual. Sure. And I'm sure you've got a couple of players on the outside saying, well, mm -hmm. why am I not included? And I would look For at sure. three Frenchmen and say, Mbappe, who did the treble, in France, which oh, is a great show, Gary. Uh, and World Cup, and was the silver behind the gold of Modric yeah. in the World Cup. So that's, yeah. that's two. A uh, Griezmann, Europa League, and the World Cup, and second top goal scorer, and man of the match in the World Cup final. And then maybe the one that no one's talking about, Varane, who both won the UCL mm -hmm. and won the World Cup. Why is he not there? So they, they might look at Salah and go, Salah, seriously? That, it's a great anything? point with Varane, although I don't think he had as dominant a year as he's capable of and as he has had in the past last year, but he was part of Victoria's signs. Mm. Uh, the question I have right now is, are we, have we plateaued? Are we at a point right now? Because I think you can actually include Messi with these three. And based to say all four of them have a reason to be there, all four of them have a reason why they shouldn't win. Luka Modric is a similar position as Xavi and Iniesta were a few years back, but I don't think he's as specifically, personally influential as Xavi and Iniesta were when they were at their peak. I think he's a good supplementary. And they didn't win it. He's a good supplementary yeah, yeah. player uh, who can make a team better, as you pointed out with Cristiano Ronaldo. But Cristiano, 15 goals in World Cup qualifying. I think it was 11 last year. 
Well, apparently Cristiano really has scored that many goals. I've not now. He just Champions, Champions League as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, what was it 44 yeah. for Real Madrid? Well, yeah. well, truth is, if Messi's Argentina goes to the semifinals or finals, he wins it. And if Cristiano's Portugal goes further. So, yeah, it's a lot to do with your national team, how well they do. It's a lot to do with your club mm. team. And it's how well you perform. So it's it, a, it's a is difficult it, Is it harder now. for Salah to get to the World Cup with Egypt oh, and harder for point. Salah true. with Liverpool yes, get to the yeah, UCL true, final, yes. whereas Messi yeah. doesn't take Barca with a better team, maybe, to the yeah, final? Yeah. And is it team over individual or is it individual and, and so stats again, and, no, and, and interesting? And, you know, on the individual stats, you look at Messi's uh, performance winning the uh, Pichichi. Winning yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the the golden boot of Europe, yeah. uh, winning La Liga, where all these players come from, uh, other than Salah, of course, um, and blew all of them away statistically. Messi was yeah. miles ahead of Ronaldo in the league in terms yeah. of the the individual achievements, oh, but 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 it. But yeah. it it, it, this isn't an individual award. It's for what you did with your team, and that should be lauded. Listen, these are three tremendous footballers. Let's get it right. We all agree in it. Yeah, right. um, sure, sure, sure. And, and each one of them's got a great shot at it. Probably Salah is the one yeah, outside looking so. in. Un un unfortunately, we, it, there seems to be agreement around the table that, that Messi being omitted is not a great injustice no. of any sort. So, I mean, is that is that basically well, how the or I mean, should Messi be in there? Well, North you can throw Griezmann in as well, Jeremy. Absolutely. I mean, and Mbappe. Should it be a top mentioned. five then? Yeah. Why is it a three? But it's graded, Jeremy. It's, it's graded with, I think, from, from FIFA's perspective, with World Cup most important. What did you do in the World yeah. Cup? Messi didn't perform, you're out. Then the next thing is European Champions League. What did you do there? And then your local league. Now, Messi at local league, and I agree yeah. with Ray, was out of this world. But he didn't do anything in Europe. In fact, they bombed against Roma. Argentina didn't do anything in the World Cup. So he can't compete with Modric if that is how you're going to measure it. And as far as the top three goes, it all comes down to the ceremony uh, to fly five people in when two of them know they're not going to get it. In sure. fact, even here, there might even be a little One bit of One of them knowledge. might turn around on the way home. Yes, North guaranteed. <laughs> That's true, the helicopter <laughs> didn't quite get there in time. Uh, North American sports has this debate with the most valuable player. I mean, is it the best player or is it the player who has had the most impact right. for a winning team? Uh, mm -hmm. The one thing is FIFA's defined this as the best. And I think there's a certain person at this table, and many of us would probably agree, there is an argument that the best player on earth is not going to be on the sure, podium sure. among the top three. When you, the, the substance of a footballer, again, what, when we're talking about, and this is a philosophical, it would become a philosophical debate in terms of the pure footballer, the substantial player, uh, compared to the individual and club success it, it, it's some, it, it, the best ones don't always get it. I mean, like, it, like Xavi and Iniesta, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. Won, they no, won the World point. Cup in 2010. Yeah, they sure. won the Champions League in 2010. They were as important as anybody in that team. Isn't that more and Ballon d'Or, right? Isn't it. Ballon d'Or more about the best player in the world? They FIFA's, used to be together, yeah, and yeah. now FIFA, yeah, because of its wisdom, well, so I'm saying the two are different, because of its wisdom, they? now yeah. wants to have its own trophy, <laughs> and Ballon d'Or goes back to France football. It'll be interesting to find out if France football picks Lionel Messi oh, because sure in many sure ways will. that's the more respected yeah, of the two. Sure this is will. the marketing one. Okay, yeah. we're through three rounds of action in Syria and once again we have yet to see Cristiano Ronaldo celebrate a league goal for Juventus. No player in Europe's top five leagues has taken more shots without a goal than the Portuguese so far this season. Ugh. 
Is it time to be concerned? I would. I mean, he's uh, he's had more it's shots. Three I, games, think, Gary. I think he's trying too hard. I think he's trying the shots. But at Real Madrid, they set him up all the time. Now they're not going to set him up. He's going to have to make it happen. And that's probably why he's shooting when he shouldn't be shooting. And uh, he, because he hasn't got the support I, around him and because he's a bit older, I don't know. Maybe I disagree. Thomas, when does it get into your head? As, I, as I, a guy who's a goal scorer, when does it, it get into your head? It won't get in his head. By the way, after three games last year, Zero goals for Real Madrid. Wins the UCL title. That's the only thing he wants at Juve. Yeah, does he want to score goals? Absolutely. Does he have to get accustomed to Allegri's system? He's played as a nine, he's played as a seven. He still creates his own opportunities. He still gets shots on goal. They will fall sooner or later. But you know what? He'll be happy with 15 in Serie A, but scoring three or four winners to get to the UCL no, final. No, no, and no. Win no. It. Cristiano won't. And win it. Cristiano wants the and, goals regardless and, of wins or and losses. win the UCL title. He can say, you know what? I want one of the three biggest leagues in the world. So no, yeah, I'm not Phil, concerned. He doesn't, they, they didn't bring him in to win Serie A. They've no, done that without they, him. They, they brought, brought him, him to win May. the Champions League. They did not bring him for right. August and September. And, and the last two seasons, he, he has gotten off months. to a very, very slow start. Uh, he did okay in Champions League last year in the first half of the season. But if I remember, was it four goals come Christmas and into January in league play? Again, we're getting bogged down with the, 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 the stats and all of that. Um, when you look at his play, when you look at his performance, how much is that the narrative here? I mean, playing against, uh, you know, the flying donkeys and yeah. uh, Palmer. I mean, this is opposition that they didn't actually mm. exactly blow away. And right. Cristiano is usually, when we watch them in La Liga, especially against the lower opposition teams, they would be able to do it. Now, you could say that the Italian league is a stronger league. It doesn't yeah. stack up. Yeah. It it's just a, it's doesn't. a more defensive league, though. It's right. a more defensive yeah. league. Yeah. In yeah. Spain, there's a lot more mano a mano, right. and you challenge. You're willing to take a risk, and sometimes sure. you get burned by Cristiano. There's a more intelligent tactical defense, a team defense. Are you making a bit excuses? Miroslav Klose went to Serie A and scored goals even more. Did we, after three games last year? Well, England was supposed to be a much more defensive team, and he reveled in that. we say after three games last year when he didn't score a goal against poor opposition, by the way. All right, poor opposition. We didn't say the same thing. I did, Chris. Huh? Okay, yeah, you yeah. did. Vieira, Vieira fair, threatened to fair, beat me Fair out. enough. <laughs> so if you use that standard one year yeah. or not, I agree with you, so, Phil. The last two years he's played for four yeah. months, and the only months that counted for Madrid and for Zidane as well last year, who said La Liga's not important. So it's a new team. So that's it's going to happen new, as well. It's a new he's team with ten. players who are not sure. playing for him. He's got plenty of, of players who are going to be the He needs to start hitting the net. All right. No question. He does. Okay, we got to go for a break. Time for a break here on the Monday edition of The Locker Room, but still to come tonight. Atletico did something Saturday that they they haven't done in half a decade. We'll tell you what that was when the locker room returns. Also, just want to make mention of this, by the way. Ray, you're going to love this. Huh? It is the 15th anniversary of Ronaldinho's uh. first goal oh. for Barcelona in La Liga at the Camp Nou. Off the ball. Oh. That's a tidy wow. little shot. Remember that Enjoy one. Enjoy that. Wow. We're back wow. after this. Genius. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. We're three games into the La Liga season at Real Madrid are a perfect three for three. And they're being powered by Karim Benzema's return to form. The Frenchman with doubles in consecutive games. Real had scored ten goals for, conceded just two against. For Benz, he's got eight goals in his last nine games in all competitions since the Champions League final. Hey, how much has Cristiano Ronaldo's departure contributed to a new Real Madrid? I think it's it's huge. And I'm not saying that Ronaldo's not a good player. But our team, as Gary said before, 
as Juve might not, or it takes a while to get used to a new player, this team is a team right now and it's a better team than they were with Ronaldo. You know what? At this juncture last year, they were four points behind Barcelona. Four points, playing poor teams, by the way. Already, right? yeah. Four, four points. Benzema is at four goals, tight with Messi in La Liga right now. Benzema scored his third goal in February last season, to give you an idea. Asensio's come alive. Bale has come alive. And this team is stellar possession football a la Spain, because it's got six um, Madrid players on a Spanish national team transfers well to the philosophy of Lopetegui. High passing, the highest passes they've ever had in the last game, but just no passes. They're vertical, they're with accuracy, their final entry, final third entry is 90 plus percent, which means more chances, more goals, which they have scored as yeah. well, and now all of a sudden without Ronaldo, Benzema, Bale, Asensio, they yeah. all are coming yeah. alive. Gary, can they hang with Barcelona though? We're three games in. They, I mean, now it all they looks look good. good. I'll agree with Thomas. And they look better than I thought they would be at this stage. But can they match what I think is the best team in the world at the moment all the way to the final match? I don't see it. And, and there's one man who separates the two because I think in defence, Real Madrid, Barca are very good. Midfield, both fantastic. Up front, wonderful. But Barca have Messi and he makes a difference. Suarez equals Benzema. That, explain, that explains why they won the treble last year, right? Oh, wait. The they double. Didn't. They won the double. Uh, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to talk about this because I want to give credit to Thomas Rangan because he saw this right out of the gate. I, in my mind, when I'm looking at Real Madrid, Ronaldo departure, Zidane departure, Lopetegui coming in, we still have a question mark as to what he is. I'm saying this team could finish anywhere between first and fifth. And they still have these big games coming up at the end of September against Atletico and Sevilla. But what we've seen over the opening three games is impressive, mm -hmm. to the point where yeah. mm -hmm. this is a team that could challenge for a treble this year because they're playing crisply. You don't know where the attack is coming from, and that was not the case when Ronaldo was there. And 20 goals for, and what is it, uh, one against to this point of the season? Amazing. It's been very impressive, but it's way, way too early. There's big tests that are going to reveal mm -hmm. a lot oh, more about yeah. this team. Uh, the goalkeeper, Courtois, is going to be tested in a different way. The, the quality of the opposition, you can only beat what's in front of you. And they've done it impressively. Like all the lads have said, the, the star points for the star players have went up exponentially even without Cristiano there. But I don't buy the fact that Real Madrid won't miss Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, They're agree. not missing him right now. No. Mm -hmm. I think they will miss him, no matter how much Lopetegui is. I'm yeah. not saying covering the cracks, Jeremy. As much as he's massaging and influencing I'm this with team, I'm agree with you. When it starts but, to get when yeah, it starts to get yeah, bad, Ray, that's, that's when the light the bright so. light starts to burn. Right. The first classical of the season is going to tell Ooh, us a lot about both test. of these teams. Be in sports once again, your home for everything Classico. The game is on October 27th, but of course, we'll have everything <laughs> in the lead up uh, that whole week long. Okay, for the first time since October 19th of 2013, Atletico Madrid did not register a single shot on goal in La Liga play. That's 1,778 days. They were blanked by Celta 2 0 on Saturday. Diego Simeone says, okay, this is a major wake up call for this team. But I'm not concerned about the slow start. 
Should he be concerned about the slow start? I, I would, because they're five points behind two two teams, Real Madrid and Barca, who are in great form. And on top of that, we saw Godin just slip there. Is he still the same player? Diego Costa's battling to score. Perhaps Griezmann's tired Man after a long season. season. Gary. Sorry? Man United wanted Godin. I know. <laughs> look, I'm looking at him now thinking maybe it's a good thing we didn't get him. So there's a couple of question marks on Atleti. And the, the problem for them every season is they're facing probably the two best teams in the world. So you can't afford to drop points. For me, they look a little leggy. They look a little. Yeah. They look uh, you know, all the work that he's put into them. I mean, you know how demanding Simeone is. It'll probably play play off pay off later on in the year. But right now, they don't look fresh. You look mm. at Real Madrid; they look fresh as daisies. And for me, Barcelona haven't really hit. And I think that's part of this impressive start that we talk about Real Madrid. They look super sharp. This team. Just fundamentally, Thomas, they don't look sharp. No, and I think one of the problems too is if you coach for the last few years to defend first, keep the zero, and get a goal, that's fine. If you fall behind, which they rarely do, they 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 are not a very good team in making the game. Like Madrid, for instance, and Barca does as well. So it's this double-edged sword, and then you get your big guy Godin making a mistake that he rarely makes. I think Atleti, yes, they're far behind. They might still crawl but back into the but some signs as Ray the said. they've brought in though. Each of the last two years, Diego Simeone and Gil have gone out and spent some money, Cerezo, to bring in all of this talent to play around Griezmann and make them a much more attractive continental team. By December, he goes, this isn't working. Let's go back to playing it. Let the ball. They've spent more money along with Valencia than anybody else. And and, and that isn't going to just happen overnight. It's going to take a little bit of integration, Mm -hmm. figuring in the stamina part of it over the long term. But... Like Gary yeah. says, you didn't expect they, this they team to, to drop points they, they this were 14 early. points behind Barca last season. They've got a lot of improving to do, and I haven't seen it yet. Okay, the let's, World let's quickly has an effect as well yeah. from yeah, this Yeah, and we're going to see that as the season goes on. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly touch on the Seville derby. It was a testy affair. It was settled by a late Joaquin goal. Sevilla finishing the game on 10 men as Betis win. Uh, Gary, we were talking about this before, and there was some goalkeeper action here. <laughs> And did a red card ruin this game? Yeah, it's a second yellow, but it's got to be. It should be against the keeper. He's led with his elbow. He's he's run into Rocky Mesa there, and and they, and Rocky Mesa gets the the second yellow for being in the way of the keeper. But I I saw the keeper accelerate towards uh, towards there, the player, though, but Come he on. moves into the path. In all honesty, this yep. is. Had you like to say handbags and hand grenades? Yeah. I mean, basically, you two play play fair. Yeah, but the keeper's gone for him at the end. Why no var? Why no var there? Well, Carr obviously yeah, ended up agreeing. Yeah. And by the way, in regards to uh, missed identification, direct red, those are the situations. The second yellow, you cannot go in. So basically, this was a referee's call, and VAR was not allowed to come in and say, wait, you might want to take another look at that. Yeah, which which is a pity. Yeah, I agree, because if, if VAR had to come in, there's no way I would think the VAR would have, then, would have no. overturned that. And you know, then yeah. late coming exactly. in, last Great 50 story. minutes, exactly. off an injury, hasn't played a minute and Great scoring story. a win, winning goal. And you guys talk about it a little bit more, what, what Etienne has done with that oh, team. Etienne is, is amazing, what he's done. And in many ways, building it around an aging, uh, probably post-aging uh, Joaquin, Last year, didn't have to play a whole bunch of defense. Let the other guys do that for you. You go up and create chances. You and this is what he said, don't even worry about coming back. <laughs> I love that. That's right. That's Cracky, go on. Yeah. <laughs> if you can score like that, you yeah, don't have to defend either. True. <laughs> nice. All right, time for another break here on The Locker Room. But when we come back, some quick-fire answers from the guys on some of the other weekend headlines. Stay with us, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show. Let's get into the top five goals from this past weekend. We start with number five, Islam Slamani, Fenerbahce versus Kaysera Such a great league, such a great player, and such a great Woo-hoo! goal. Ball comes in. He's back to the goal as well. Manipulation at first touch and goes across his body, actually far post. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Slamani. Look at that. Boom. And these turning shots. Through the legs of the opponent. Beautiful. No chance, goalie. Numero cuatro, Angel Di Maria. Yeah, I'm not so sure about this. I don't think he meant to do that. I think he was trying to cross the ball. And oh, the goalkeeper from him. Well, this Paul Bernardoni, who'd been brilliant until then, he comes out for the cross and he can't get back. Save. Come on, goalkeeper. Olympico, there you go, Bailey. Lucky Di Maria, I say. Mr. Messi. Well, I'll take this one anytime. Um, <laughs> oh, the defender on his back like a turtle. That was the Greek lad, wasn't it? He just turned, uh, the Portuguese man turns him around with his right foot, levels, and then a tough angle, right foot, beautiful slingshot home. Beautiful. He always takes some Portuguese players. You notice that? So he's <laughs> the, Bobby Sean. Take a look Neem. at this one. Beautiful control by Neem, and they're creating oh. problems for PSG. Wow! Just launches that one to the corner past Adiola. Nice. And you know what? Buffon's going. I'm glad I'm not out there. <laughs> a little one timer there. Number one. A beautiful New, uh, guy here. Beautiful. Canadian. Take number one. Let's number go. one. Killian Mbappe. Extra gear. Oh, love it. Love it. I, I just these. How was the first touch, Jeremy? Isn't it brilliant? Look at this. Into his pot. Isaac over his shoulder. Oh man. Anybody want to talk about the pass? Nah, just forget yeah. about the pass. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh. It's top goals, not top passes. <laughs> yeah. Good right. points. Without Good the point. pass, there's no goal, Jeremy. Yeah, you true. got that right. Okay, let's finish off with some quick fire answers to some burning weekend questions. After a positive start for Philip Koku, the experiment is quickly turning bad in Turkey with Fenerbahce. Thomas, three losses in a row. Is it time to go? Goku ontslagen. Ontslagen means out. Goku ontslagen. Means out. <laughs> Goku out. Raymond, who's been more impressive, uh, Neymar or Mbappe? Um, probably Mbappe. Um, Is he being negatively influenced by Neymar? I don't think it's, a, it's so much negative, but he's certainly, they're, they're, they're jousting. Again, early, early days, I'm still backing uh, uh, Neymar to, to really be right lo- alongside Mbappe. Bill, Timothy Weah. Um, in I the U.S. team, is he a must-start? Absolutely. You need to try and get more out of him, and sure. hopefully with Pulisic when he gets healthy. Yeah. Gary, why are United oh, fans celebrating Burnley win? <laughs> Mourinho's back. I'm telling you, we're still going to win the EPL. He's got this team right. Alexis Sanchez, the great uh, Fellanian midfield. We're coming the back. Great the great Oh, my God. Argentina, Guatemala coming up Friday, Tuesday, a pair of games for you. Thanks for watching the locker room. We'll see you back here on Friday. The Grateful Laney.